You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Yankees reporter, Brian Hoke. Uh, Later in the podcast, Brian, we're going to get into three keys to success for the 2016 Yankees. But we will start things off by wishing you a happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, the Yankees got me a rain out for my birthday, so uh, we were able to celebrate a little bit for that. uh, All good. Off to a good start. Yeah, amazing, actually, that it was a rain out and not a snow out because it has been really cold in New York this week, uh, and they were chipping the ice away from the outfield before the before the opener on Tuesday, but they did get that game in, and it's a game in which the Yankees looked pretty good for most of the game, but one tough no-call, I guess, goes against them, and, and things kind of unraveled from there. Um, I kind of agreed with Joe Girardi, uh, on the play in the eighth inning where Dylan Batances has to field the grounder, throw to first, Carlos Correa clearly in the baseline. Um, you know, what was your reaction to that play and the fact that the umpires allowed it to stand and, and the, the Astros end up getting a run, they end up getting three runs in the inning? Well, I think what Girardi said and what I actually believe to be true as well is that Dana DeMuth said that if Batances had thrown the ball at the runner, they would have called interference. But because the throw was so terrible and it soared over to Shearer's head and went down the right field line, uh, they weren't going to call interference. Well, are we trying to say that we want players around the league to tag runners? I mean, I remember doing that in the schoolyard with tennis balls, but I don't think you want to see that in a major league game. So, um, Girardi put the game under protest. There's no chance of going back and replaying that game. This is not going to be the pine tar game part two. But uh, what he wants is some clarification from the league office and you know, that's the way the rule is written in the book, um, so you have to live with it at that point. But uh, if there's some cleaning up they can do to that, because I, I don't think you want players thinking that they have to throw the ball at a runner uh, to do that. Correa was clearly on the grass. I, I think that, uh, you know, it, it's a tough call, and you're going to have those all season long. If they're going to go your way. They're not going to. But uh, tough to take on opening day, I'm sure, for Joe Girardi and the Yankees. And it does seem like a rule that could be tweaked. Uh, I guess the, the verbiage of the rule is that the runner has to be basically stopping the, the player from receiving the ball. But that was a situation where he was basically completely blocking out Dylan Batances's view of first base and his ability to make the throw from that standpoint. So I agree with you. Uh, maybe something can be tweaked there to, to adjust that rule. Um, there was some positive things going on when Starlin Castro came through with the big double to drive in a couple runs against Dallas Keuchel. And obviously, Dallas Keuchel has kind of owned the New York Yankees. Uh, he won the wild card game in the Bronx back last year in the postseason. When you look at this Yankees lineup uh, that struggled so much against lefties a year ago, is it better equipped a little bit to face lefties in 2016? Well, I think it's better equipped not only with Castro, but having Mark Teixeira back and healthy. Um Castro's case, yeah, they finally found somebody who can hit Dallas Keuchel, and I know uh, it was it was just that first at bat, but a pretty good first impression to, to have Starlin Castro come in, and and that's what he's going to do. I mean, this is the guy who came into the year with 991 major league hits, now he's got 992, one of the Yankees. So um, I, I think that we talked so much last year about D.D. Gregorius replacing Derek Jeter and how daunting the challenge that is. For Starlin Castro, he's just got to come in and replace Stephen Drew. So I think the bar is set a lot lower in the eyes of the fan base. I think that uh, you're going to see some of the things that made him an everyday player. I mean, this is a former All-Star, uh, obviously looking to rebuild his stock. But uh, there's a lot of talent in there. You don't get almost 1,000 big league hits uh, by accident. So 
he's got the talent. Um, I've been impressed by how smooth he seems at second base. I think it's still a work in progress. But uh, as far as facing lefties like Dallas Keuchel, I mean, that's the kind of guy that would have chewed the Yankees up last season, especially late in the year. Uh, he still was pretty tough on them yesterday. Other than that, they didn't score. But um, I think that they are better equipped to handle lefty, uh, certainly this year going into the year. Brian, how about Tanaka in the opener? Because he looked he looked pretty good overall. It seemed like he maybe ran out of gas there in that last inning. Yeah, and he mentioned there was something about fatigue, and he also thought the weather might have contributed. Uh, I was a little surprised to see him pulled at 87 pitches, but I, I think that the rain out may have had something to do with that because now you were planning on having an extra day of rest. He was going to go. He is going to go Sunday night against the Tigers in Detroit, but he was going to have an extra day there. Instead, they're going to push him off and he'll go on four the regular four days so uh, maybe you're saving a couple bullets it's going to be probably cold again in Detroit um so if that situation the weather was affecting him in any way uh maybe you just want to get 75 80 good pitches out of him in Detroit and then think about doing the bullpen again but uh, I think that you've seen a guy who has been cautious all spring he kind of let it go a little bit more against the uh against the Astros and he looked he looked pretty good. Uh, I think that if that's the kind of performance that Tanaka gives, I know obviously he gave up the home run, but uh, if he can provide that kind of performance, I think they'll take it more nights than not. All right, let's get into Brian Hoke's keys to success for the 2016 New York Yankees. It sounds like a PowerPoint presentation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got three keys to success. We'll go through them one at a time, and one of them goes right with what we were just talking about in Tanaka. This rotation needs to somehow stay healthy through the whole regular season. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's a given. And I'm not saying you have to absolutely get 30 to 32 starts out of every one of those guys, because I don't think that's very realistic. But if you can get a healthy Tanaka for most of the season, if Michael Pineda can give you 180 innings and not wear down in the second half, I, I think that maybe the, the workload kind of wore on him a little bit. You saw that last year. Uh, I think if Luis Severino can have a full year, uh, there's a lot to be excited about his potential there. Nathan Evaldi obviously was 14-3 and three last year. Uh, the ERA a little bit higher than, than you would have liked, but uh, just a guy who was an innings eater, they, they were, there was no concern about him until, obviously, a season-ending injury. And, and who knows what you're going to get out of the fifth spot. So I think that uh, if you can keep those first four guys healthy and on rotation and, and cycling through, um, you don't have to get necessarily 200 innings out of every one of them, but um, if you keep them taking the ball every time out, um, that would obviously solve a lot of problems for the Yankees. All right, and your second key to success is continued production from, uh, let's just say, the veterans. How about that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got uh, a lot of veteran, older, experienced bats in the heart of that lineup, and I think that's a huge key. I mean, you could, I could have made the case that Ellsbury and Gardner having those as one-two at the top of the lineup is, is crucial for them, too, but I think – they got such good production last year. Carlos Beltran, after May 1st, was probably the best hitter on the team. Uh, Alex Rodriguez exceeded expectations. Mark Teixeira obviously showed he was back to being that 30-100 type player. Uh, if they can get that again, if they can put off Father Time for one more year, look, Father Time's undefeated, but they're rolling a the dice. They're, they're going to hope that these guys have hit before. They can hit again. Um, that's where the runs are going to come from. That, those are the big masters in the heart of the lineup, and this is a team that scored the second most runs in the majors last year. Only Toronto was better. They need those three to hit again to, to make that happen. And the third key to success for this Yankees team, we didn't get to get a taste of in the opener, 
but the bullpen dominance. Those three arms out there have to be dominant. Dellen Batances had some tough luck in the opener, but but you would think he'll get better as the season goes. Yeah, you would, and and obviously uh, you're not going to plan on having a play like that down the first baseline every time. Uh, that's kind of a fluke. But yeah, I think that more nights than not, when you have Dylan Batances and Andrew Miller, and eventually it's going to be a role that's happened. But Jason Freed had a great spring. He pitched the equivalent of a no-hitter in a Grapefruit League, nine hitless innings. Um, unfortunately for him, there was one error, so we can't call it a perfect game. But uh, And then he came back and picked up right where he left off. So uh, I think that you, you go with Shreve, Batances, and Miller until you get Chapman back, and look, the clock is ticking. You, May 9 will be here before you know it, and then uh, that extends him even further. So I think that if this team can hit the way they did last year and the pitching can just be good enough, uh, those bullpen guys will be able to lock down leads more often than not. This has been MLB.com Extras, the Yankees edition. Brian Hoke, thanks so much. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.